Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome to Unfair with your favorite host, Jimmy. You could have been doing anything else in the world, but you chose to listen to us, and we appreciate that. It's Solo Weekend, so I will take the wheel myself to navigate you through the sports landscape of the hottest topics, late-breaking news, things that make no sense, and a few things that might surprise you. And as always, you can catch us on WMQG Radio throughout the week. My solo weekend episode is sponsored by Clutch Culture. In life, there are moments when you are needed the most, and Clutch Culture is aspiring to bring you just that. With hats and t-shirts available to remind folks who's clutch and who isn't, you can bring that culture into your lifestyle by checking out their website, www.clutch-culture.com. So I'll I'll confess something to everyone, Um, something that I just learned about myself recently and it's counterintuitive to what you think a person might say when it comes to this, but this is true of me. You know, I, I think differently in a lot of ways, and sometimes I act differently in a lot of ways, but that's neither here nor there. But that's this. In a way, I actually do like it and appreciate it when people lie to me. Because like they say, you learn more from your enemies than from your friends, or you learn more from defeat than you do from victory. I learn a lot more about a person or about people when they lie to me as opposed to when they tell me the truth because it's not just that the person lied to me it's about finding out why they did it and what that therefore reveals about that person or reveals about their character so i say that to say this that we were unintentionally fed a lie over the past week by uh, an NBA star, NBA superstar, actually, who's probably going to be the next one that we end up hating for what's about to happen. And that is Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers, who right now is uh, playing exhibition games with Team USA. He's one of their three best players, and they will be traveling to Tokyo, leaving out on Monday for three weeks to compete in USA basketball to try to win the gold for the country. Now, at the center of all this is Damian Lillard's unhappiness with the Portland organization in terms of how they were bounced out of the playoffs, how they haven't achieved the success that a player of his caliber deserves, that a player of his caliber wants when he sees others of his peers being successful in the NBA landscape, going to the finals, winning championships, doing things like that, which is exactly what he should want for himself. And it's clear that after eight years, he's running out of patience with the Portland organization in terms of going further in the playoffs and in terms of getting him a second star or second superstar whose skill level and whose uh, clutch ability matches that of his in order to get to that level. So now he's in that cycle. Now he's the offseason focus. We thought it might be Giannis, but Giannis took care of that last season in signing his five-year mega deal. And look at him now. He's two wins away from winning an NBA championship. So now we focus all of our attention on Damian Lillard. 
um, who people have suspected or that rumors have said is essentially on his way out. He's going to be the next person on the I'm unhappy trade me bus, a bus that has actually taken quite a few players to some better organizations or to some really interesting places such as uh Kawhi Leonard he was on that bus for a while Anthony Davis got a championship from it as did Kawhi uh Kyrie Irving that's how he got himself uh essentially out of Cleveland and wrecked Boston but then got himself to Brooklyn and then overweight James Harden was able to overweight himself to uh Brooklyn and uh got hurt bounced out of the playoffs whatever they'll be better next season so it actually does work and players are leveraging their power in this era of NBA player mobility that was ushered in by LeBron James when he moved to uh, Miami. Actually, it really wasn't fat because he was a free agent. He just did what free agents do, pick where you want to go. So it really wasn't fat. I'm going to have to deep dive into who it really was that started this aspect of player mobility where they get a, get, on, get in the uh, I'm unhappy trade me bus and get to where they want to go. So Damian Lillard is next. And here's how I know that. Now, Portland, and I've heard this about Portland. They've said that Portland knows what's about to happen, these Portland, these local Trailblazers fans, and that they're okay with it. They understand that a player who is of Dame's caliber, a player who has been loyal to the organization up until this point, deserves a chance to go somewhere else where they can better compete for a championship. So they're, they're cool with it. They appreciate the eight years of really good to great basketball that he has given them. He's taken them to the playoffs multiple times, and they're, they're okay with it, kind of in a Kevin Garnett, Minnesota Timberwolves type of way. And Lillard, he's tiptoeing around it, but we know what's about to happen. And here's how I know. All right, the news, if you really look closely, especially to the stories that people don't pay attention to, it'll tell you everything you want to know. So Thursday the 8th, uh, in an interview, Damian Lillard said that from now, from that point forward, he was going to keep his thoughts about his future between he and the team. That he was not going to be speaking about it anymore at all. And he did really good for about eight days because on the eighth day which was friday the 16th yesterday as i record this show sources came out and this dominated the the morning uh, sports radio talk shows and television programs source says that damian lillard plans to ask for a trade uh from a, a source close to damian lillard so that was in the morning and then later on in the afternoon, Damian Lillard broke his eight-day silence, which wasn't ever going to last long any damn way, and said that same afternoon that he denied asking for a trade, but that he is, A, conflicted, B, he hopes big changes take him off the fence, which is why he is conflicted, and C, he wants and has a sense of urgency. So, basically, he lied. And said that he wasn't when he said he wasn't going to talk about his thoughts about the future with the organization. Here he is doing exactly that. And he's doing more, more than he should have, because now he's talking about his feelings. He's talking about his conflicted nature, how he's up at night, just unable to sleep, trying to figure out what's the best choice for his future. So he's noncommittal to this organization. And like they say in relationships, you already have broken up before you break up or you've been thinking about it a lot. And the second you start thinking about it a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times, that means that. The, the sooner or later the relationship is going to end and it looks like that's what's about to happen with Damian Lillard and the Blazers so obviously if I know this the organization knows this they probably actually knew this before me given that he's probably had dinner with the Allen family or with GM Neil O'Shea while he's in Las Vegas training with the USA team uh, before they head to Tokyo so they already knew this so now we know this so if that's the case, then he has basically put them on notice that what urgent means or urgency means is not I'm going to give you this season. 
it means I'm going to give you the next three weeks because they're going to be away at the Olympics, as I said, in Tokyo for three weeks. So during that time, which is just really, honestly, it's perfect timing. This is kind of a baller move by Dame. During that three weeks, what happens? The draft, which is July 29th, as well as the start of NBA free agency, the two primary ways in which organizations build or rebuild their rosters. So he's giving this organization three weeks in order to see what they can do to reshape parts of the roster around him and make him a contender to where he can go into the playoffs and feel confident versus the likes of the Lakers or the Phoenix Suns or the Clippers or whoever the next up and coming team in the West. There always is one that comes out of nowhere this year. It was the Suns, even though we should have seen it from last year in the bubble when they went eight. No. So that's what he's given the organization. Now that's the reason why Portland fans, you should have little to no hope. And that's the reason why Dame is probably going to leave because in starting with the draft, July 29th, Portland has no picks. They have no picks whatsoever. And even if they did have picks, they were going to be in the teens, which means that you're not going to get one of the top five to seven players. You're not going to get a game changer. And in this draft, there may be out of the top six or seven picks that we get, probably two or three of them are going to dramatically change the course of that organization that drafts them. So basically you're going to get a pick who might be a decent player, role player, solid player, or maybe out of the league in seven years or seven minutes. You know how it goes. So they're not going to get that type of draft pick that people can believe, that Dame can believe is going to change the course of this organization. So you have that. So the draft is not going to help you. And then you have free agency. And free agency, if you don't know this about Portland, beautiful city, but it's a city that stars and superstars do not want to go to in free agency. So free agency, for that reason, is not going to save you because your Lakers, your Nets, your Clippers, your Heat, those places are going to get the best free agents because they always do, or the free agents are going to stay at home with their respective organizations where they could probably command more money and where they're used to everything and everyone. So that's not going to save you. So since Damian Lillard most likely is going to leave, I think that this leaves the Portland organization, if they understand this quick enough, with probably two options, okay? And then I'm going to double back on myself in a way because one of these options is a free agency option, even though I don't think it's going to work. I think that the way that Portland can save Dame and keep Dame time talking in Portland is to either get Ben Simmons, which has to be in a trade, most likely shipping out C.J. McCollum and some other parts, or in free agency, and I didn't even know this guy was an unrestricted free agent, at least in terms of what my research tells me, and that is DeMar DeRozan in San Antonio. I think the number one option has to be DeMar DeRozan. Why? Because you don't have to give anything up for him except for money, and outside of Dame, you're not really paying anybody big-time dollars. And yes, you're going to have to overpay for DeMar DeRozan. Everybody in NBA free agency who, who is competing, who is trying to get better, They're going to have to overpay. That's just a part of how it works. They overpay in the NFL. They damn sure overpay in MLB. So you're going to have to overpay too. You're not special, all right? So they're going to have to overpay for DeMar DeRozan. But he gives them that wing scoring option that they've been looking for. So when you combine him with the, albeit undersized backcourt, but very good scoring backcourt of Lillard and McCollum, and you keep Nurkic, maybe you keep Cantor. I'm sure Carmelo Anthony wants to come back and play. He doesn't have much else to do, I guess, at this point in his life. And outside of, you know, what he can do in the offseason, play with his kid, whatever. Um, if you get DeMar DeRozan, I think that that is a all-star caliber player. I think he's been to one or two all-star games that can convince Dame that this is the place he needs to stay. So it's either that 
or you ship out C.J. McCollum and bring in Ben Simmons, who I know, I know, I watch those games too. I know that people are down on Ben Simmons, but he's still one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. He's still 24, and if he ever gets to the point psychologically where he can take shots, then this trade is a steal to get him and ship undersized C.J. McCollum out. So I think that if they can do one of those two things, that'll save them. That'll save Dame. Dame will stay. If they can't do that, and I don't think that they will, because for those two players, you have other better suitors, better organizations in better cities who want them too. So why would they go to you instead of going to them first or at least interviewing with them first? Then you're not going to get those two. And then Dame time is going to be talking somewhere else, uh, probably in. Well, we'll talk about that in a later show, but you have an idea of where he probably will want to go. I mean, he's on tour right now with Steve Kerr and Draymond Green in USA basketball and he and LeBron James were hanging out before that. So you already know what LeBron is thinking the same way he always does to poach players from the teams and get them onto his team. So that's what they're looking at. So, um, yeah. Dane, thank you for lying to us and therefore telling us the truth within that lie. And this just tells us that the balance of power is probably about to shift because Dame Lillard is going to go or force his way to another team and whoever that team is most likely is going to be a championship contender because of him but one aspect of the show that is never under contention is the news and now jimmy has the news ah thank you wendy all right so apparently tom brady of the super bowl winning tampa bay buccaneers played all of last season with a torn mc L, which is obviously impressive at face value, given that he made it to the playoffs, albeit in a wild card spot, mowed right through the the NFL playoffs and won his seventh ring. So that's impressive. I guess what's what's most impressive is that a 43 year old played on it, but that's why it's not impressive because if a 43 year old was able to play on a torn anything, that tells you that it's not that big of a deal. So why it's coming out now, I have no idea. We know he had knee surgery in February, a few weeks after the Super Bowl. So this is uh, this is a non-story. I mean, you could take uh, any team that wins the championship. You can take some players off that team, and they say, "I played all year with a torn tendon here. I played all year with a stress fracture here." things like that so it's not that impressive so this is a non-story and it's kind of a waste of my time as much as i love tom brady up next now this story is not a waste of time so nba 2k fans 2k 22 is on the horizon uh coming out in a couple of months and the covers for the new 2k 22 were announced uh, and it's several different covers you have them on the main cover is luka Doncic, which as great as he is as young as he is that makes perfect sense so he is going to grace the cover or at least one of the additions of the cover uh, you have the MVP edition cover. No, I'm sorry, 75th anniversary edition. And on that cover, you have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all-time leading scorer. You have Dirk Nowitzki, a unicorn, great player. And then you have Kevin Durant, which is kind of an odd choice to put with them. You would think that they would go for another retired great that people still love and talk about. And I know one day Kevin Durant will be that. I mean, he's a great right now. And in a sense, still getting better on the offensive end. Tough break in the playoffs. But you have that collection of three. But to me, the best and the most the most impressive and the one I'm happiest about the most is there will be an addition of a cover that will feature Candace Parker, one of the greatest WNBA players ever, maybe the GOAT NBA player, or one of the GOATs, and a very good analyst on TNT, surprisingly. She calls Shaq out whenever she's on, on a lot of his um, 
poor analysis and he has a lot of it, which is part of the reason why I can't watch the show as much as I'd like to. But I think that that's awesome that she's going to become the first woman to grace the cover of NBA 2K. So shout outs to Candace Parker. Hopefully she's not the last because there are so many great WNBA players. And hopefully each year one of those can grace one of the covers as well since there are multiple editions of the game that comes out. So very good job, NBA 2K. Lastly, uh, it was announced that uh, with Team, uh, Team USA, USA Basketball, and we know that they had a tough go of it early on in exhibition play. They're one and two in exhibition play so far. Uh, Bradley Beal, who is in the COVID protocols, is out, who will not be competing in the Olympics in Tokyo. And Kevin Love placed himself out of uh, play. He cited his calf injury that he had for much of last season and just the general overall fact that he was garbage in the exhibition games. He shouldn't have been on the team in the first place. Yes, Jalen Rose maybe was wrong about the reason why they had him on the team, but he wasn't wrong about the fact that Kevin Love should never have been a part of this team. Obviously, he ain't the only one. So their replacements, who we have out there? Obviously, we knew Steph Curry, LeBron weren't going to be on this team. But who do we have out there? You know, Paul George. Maybe we get Paul George. Zion Williamson. Maybe Zion Williamson. No. Everybody, USA Basketball fans, we get as replacements JaVale McGee. At least he's a champion, I guess. And Keldon Johnson, who no one outside of San Antonio and basketball junkies like myself. No, those are your two replacements. Now, you can get pissed about it, and perhaps you should be, that there were other better choices out there. And we know that they were, or that there were. But what we're going to have to do, obviously, with how exhibition play is going and with the construction of this team, is temper our expectations. Stop looking at this team with the same expectations of a 92 Dream Team or any of those USA teams that LeBron was on. This team is not going to win every game by 30 or 40 points. What we want, especially because USA, um, which is international basketball, has evolved, what we want is this team to win by double digits or even 8 to 10 points. If they can pull that off, I would be impressed because of how much better international teams have gotten and because outside of KD, maybe a Lillard, the majority of our best players are not on this team. No AD, no Braun, no Curry, no Kawhi for their own respective reasons. But either way, temper your expectations. There are going to be some close games against the better teams, but um, I don't see how JaVale McGee and Keldon Johnson really help us. And with that. And that was Jimmy with the news. Thank you, Bob. All right, so next, um, going back to the NBA, as I close out the show, somebody I just mentioned, Kawhi Leonard, um, think his life got a lot more simple. NBA free agency got a whole lot more simple, which is why we're able to focus the majority of our attention on Dame because now we know even more than Dame, we know exactly what's about to happen with Kawhi Leonard, and that was this. So we all know about that knee injury that he suffered I believe it was in game four or game five of the series against Utah. And we knew it was something serious because it kept them out of the entire Western Conference Finals. And we knew that ultimately it would come out afterwards what it was because nothing about Kawhi gets out until he wants it to. And that is that he had actually suffered a partial tear of his right ACL. And he ended up having surgery on that right ACL to repair it earlier this week. Uh, I heard a physician talk about it. He said that the recovery time for a partial is about the same as a full so you're looking at 9 to 12 months so a full calendar year and in virtue of when he suffered the injury basically means that he's going to be out for all of next season and even if it weren't for that in terms of the timeline we know that Kawhi Leonard is very sensitive he's, he's very particular about his body so we knew that he was going to be out for a year hell he might even be out two years who knows that weirdo so in a way and I try to practice this in my own life 
I try to turn bad things into good things because the bad things are going to happen to all of us then we might as well try to turn it into something positive or something we can benefit from especially those around us so I think that the way in which we can turn this bad thing because Kawhi is one of my top 10 favorite players to watch because he is so fantastic on both ends of the court is um here's how I turned it into a good thing and I suggest that you do this too I'm giving this to you for free um the Clippers this is good for the Clippers because this was probably maybe the only way that they were able to guarantee him staying is this is ACL tear that's going to keep him out for the next calendar year so congratulations to the Clippers and Clipper Nation um not on next season because you're probably going to struggle to make the playoffs without him but congratulations to you nonetheless because Yes, you get to keep your load managed into a torn ACL superstar Kawhi Leonard is guaranteed right now because, for one, other teams know this about him. This is before he hurt his ACL. They knew that he was turning 30. He turned 30 about 18 days ago. So he is 30, and we know what tends to happen to not only basketball players but professional athletes once they hit that hill is things start to decline. So when you think about signing him to a three- or four-year deal or whatever it was, had this not happened, he's still on the wrong side of 30 at this point. Uh, we now know that because of his time in, the, in uh, L.A. that he's not a leader. It was something that had been hidden, something that he was actually shielded from people knowing because in San Antonio there was no reason for him to lead. Even if he wanted to, he couldn't because he would never have led that team over Popovich, Duncan, or Parker. Then he goes to Toronto. Culture is already made. They already have a really good coach who's a leader. They already have a leader on the court in Kyle Lowry. So he was never going to be the leader there, and he never had to. But in L.A., it was all on him, all on his shoulders. So everybody was looking at him when that team got bounced out of the bubble unceremoniously being up 3-1 on Denver, and Denver comes all the way back, coming back from 15 points down in each of those last three games and claiming the series. But he kind of got off because most of it went to Doc Rivers. That's who Paul George blamed, so that's where the, the media narrative swung to blaming Doc Rivers. But then this season, I mean, they, were, they looked like they were on track to meet the Suns in the finals, honestly. So he's got this injury kind of covering that up. But anybody who knows basketball and who knows how important leadership is, going back to the, to the days of a Magic Johnson, going back to the days of a Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan, going back to the days – of how Kobe led his teams and how LeBron leads his teams. We know that Kawhi Leonard's not a good leader because he doesn't lead, because in order to lead, you have to talk, you have to communicate. He doesn't do that at all, not to his teammates um, to the degree or in the instances where he needs to in order to be a leader. He's always been one of those who says, follow my silent example of hard work and doing the best you can on the court, and that's all I'm going to give you. I'm not going to motivate you. I'm not going to be your coach, basically. So they know he's not a leader. Teams know he's not a leader. Yes, he's still great. Yes, he's still a great player, but he's got this baggage. He's got this injury baggage. He's got this, we don't know what you're thinking. You don't talk to anybody weird baggage. He's got all of that. So when you combine all of that and the fact that he can't help you next season, so if you're a team that's urgent, that wants to win now, that's built to win now, to be without him not only for one season, but then really the next season he's not going to be back to being Kawhi Leonard because you're still 
He's just trying to trust his body again. He's just trying to stay healthy. And then it would be in that third season, which he might not even be there for that. He might just rehab the whole time he's with you the first two seasons and then get out of his contract and go somewhere else when he's fully healthy and ready to give it one last go to win a championship before he bows out and walks to the sunlight. Sunset. Anyway, sunrise. So all that combined basically means he has little value for anybody other than the Clippers who love him like his mama, who love him more than anybody in the NBA. So now with this recovery time because of the partial ACL tear, um, it's been aligned by the basketball gods that he's going to stay exactly where he is, and there's nothing that anybody can do about it, not him, not the Clippers, not any other organization. Everybody knows what's about to happen because it's been designed to happen that way and because it needs to happen. So it's kind of anticlimactic. I was really looking forward to seeing what he was going to do in free agency, whether or not he was going to opt out of the final year of his contract and test free agency or quickly re-sign with the Clippers. Either one of those stories would have been interesting, especially interesting for what we do here on Unfair. It would have been one of the things that we would have been able to talk about coming back from our break that we're about to take um, as we uh, reshape the show, take some time off, and then come back for season five of the show beginning with um, the NFL preseason. So we're not going to get that, but luckily we have Dane to hold us over. And we've got some other somewhat interesting free agents out there that, depending upon where they go, could actually change, I won't say the landscape of the NBA. There's nobody like that. There's not going to be an AD or LeBron out there or Steph Curry, but someone who could go somewhere and have an effect on that conference's playoffs, which could ultimately be interesting. The effects of that could reverberate throughout the league. But either way, we know that Kawhi is staying put. We wish him a speedy recovery. Um, hopefully we can get him back next season. He could be somewhat, maybe 75 to 80% of the Kawhi Leonard we expect to see. And then hopefully with Paul George still there as an L.A. Clipper, they can make things interesting in the playoffs. I mean, hell, you never know. Steve Ballmer might be able to get a really good free agent to come to that team or make a surprise trade. I mean, they traded their entire draft for the next century to the Oklahoma City Thunder in that Paul George trade, so they aren't going to be able to rely on that. But, I mean, it is still L.A., and they are going to be moving into a multi-billion dollar arena in three seasons. So they've got some things that they can sell guys on, so that'll be interesting. But either way, we want Kawhi back as soon as possible, and we hope that we get him back. So congratulations, L.A. Thank you once again for listening to this quick solo edition of Unfair, your favorite host, Jimmy. Shout-outs to Mike, Bob, and Wendy, the production team. We did a few things differently today. Uh, it's probably be my last solo before we come back, um, and it's football season after our break. Um, so I've appreciated this, appreciated this entire season of you, uh, you all listening to the show, suggesting it to other people, giving me the space and opportunity to try things out, to grow, to try to get better, to try to be entertaining, to try to be thought-provoking, to try to just be engaging and really give you the theater and the narrative that makes sports something that we that many of us enjoy and the reason why we watch it or else it's just a dumb game with a bunch of dumb guys doing dumb stuff so i appreciate that um to my co-host jay always bringing the fire appreciate you as well to all of our loyal listeners thank you especially if you watch our video clips especially like you titans fans if you comment you're respectful you know we go back and forth it's all a part of fan engagement and we appreciate that as well So with that, it has been unfair. Love yourself. Love somebody. This Delta variant is no joke. So if you feel so inclined to do so, get vaccinated as well as wear a mask. Try to practice social distancing. Love you. Peace. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. 
But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.